BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Same theme, buy the dip, although I guess buy the dip and buy the rip here. That's the title of today's show because uh, every dip seems to be a buying opportunity. We're going to talk about that, talk about rallies in uh, stocks like CrowdStrike after earnings. Lyft is up this morning on a headline. Uh, the restaurants are up. Uh, Zoom, obviously, we will, we will discuss Zoom's earnings report from yesterday. Uh, Boeing up today. So we'll just talk through these stocks that are up. And I, I guess the only way to play them is to buy them. I, I don't know. Uh, our guest is uh, Bill Santiago. He is a comedian and a trader. He would join the show at 8.35, hopefully give us some trades and uh, tell us some jokes while he's at it. I'll bring Joel on. Joel, give us a quick update on what happened here in the overnight session. Uh, well, I've been having problems unmuting you the last few days. There we go. I don't know if it's if you did that or I did that, but the floor is yours, Joel. All right. Good morning, Spencer, and uh, good morning. Looks like we have a lot of new listeners here, uh, a lot of names I don't recognize. Uh, Jake, morning from the UK. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Benzinga's pre-market prep. Well, we could just uh, play the show from yesterday, uh, except you did hardly got a dip last night in the S&P futures. New new closing high for the move at 77, 3077. You only ticked 3074 and buyers came in. Pre-market high, 95 and a quarter. I imagine we're going to see 3100 today. That's not much of a prediction. It's only nine points away. Our March 5th high was 3102.50. So that's my first upside target this morning. Uh, crude Snuck over $38, uh, hopeful of an OPEC meeting, but that is in doubt. So 
little bit of a sell-off here, now down 59 cents after being up over a buck. Uh, gold still in that trading range, down $9.20 at $17.16. Silver doing its own thing, up $0.04 cents at $18.30. And Bitcoin, big range yesterday, holding in at $9,500, up $130. The Bitcoin futures at $9,710. Uh, Triple D, you're going to revise your buy the dip and sell the rip mantra? No. Yeah, I've revised it. It's now buy the dip and buy the rip. So just buy, flat out buy. I mean, that's what this market continues to do. Um, obviously, you know, you're looking at it from a fundamental macro landscape. Makes no sense at all. But you know what? You can't fight the tape. And I'm not fighting the tape on this. Long-term investment portfolio still has a lot of cash. Although I added four or five stocks last week because you can't fight it. When we started taking out 3,000, I'm like, I cannot fight this. I need to have more in stocks invested. We know I talked about I bought TAP. Why did I buy Morrison Coors? Because there's a stock sitting near the lows and hasn't gone yet. Well, and that was one that intern gave us in the chat. And if you're looking at your charts, finding the stocks that haven't gone, those are the stocks that people are interested in now. Those are the stocks that are leading the rally. The stocks that are sitting fairly near the lows that hadn't participated up till about a week and a half ago. So, um, you know, if I'm looking at other stocks, I added, added Twitter back. I'd sold my Twitter. Um, we talked about that $30 level. I said if it come, came down there, it was the old resistance becomes new support trick. Perfect technical trade back on the 29th when it hit down to 3029. Didn't quite get down to $30, but got to 3030. I know intern in the chat was buying that one too, so it's a good buy down there. It's already up, you know, $2 from where I bought it in two days. Um, I added, I talked about this one yesterday, I added Spotify just because it's in Consolidation Station. I had a good day again yesterday. I think it's going to take out 200 just my opinion. Um, again, all of these stocks, I will have, you know, these aren't, so Spotify, Procter Gamble, I put it, I don't mind owning that, you know, long-term, but these are more like swing trades, like just to have participation here with somewhat of a short leash. If Spotify, all of a sudden the market turns around and starts getting rocked and the sentiment turns, I'll be quick to lighten up some of these positions. But right now I see no reason, no immediate reason to panic. This market shrugs everything off. It shrugged off the China worries, you know, about the trade deal. It shrugged off the virus worries for the last month. It shrugged off the riot. So you just keep thinking it's like too many people, too worried about the markets with too much cash. They continue to pile in on it. Is it going to end ugly? I think so, but I think we got some time. Like we were saying with Spencer Israel yesterday, you just analyze, you know, the news flow You're coming into summer. It's probably going to knock the virus back a little bit. So even though we're doing more stuff, the caseload may not necessarily go higher for the simple reason that, you know, it's summer, people are outside, people aren't going to be indoors as much. Um, it's a coronavirus. Coronaviruses don't transmit as much in the summer. So all those things in consideration makes me want to be long still right now. So from a swing trading perspective, I am still long. From the day trading perspective, I'm always hedged. From a long-term perspective, I am still underinvested because I can't fathom buying some of these companies right now at ridiculous valuations. But the swing trades are obviously helping my long-term portfolio for the simple reason that, you know, it's kind of hedging myself that I have too much cash. Okay, uh, real quick, I want to address a question here from uh, Joseph in the chat uh, regarding the S&Ps and what I talk about at the top of the show. And I'm not sure what time basis you follow the S&Ps or the markets. But uh, my analysis is based on the 6 p.m. open because the 6 p.m. open 
represents the true opening for today's session. So the June 3rd session actually starts on June 2nd at six o'clock. So what I'm looking at when I talk about the opening, my analysis is starting from that 6 p.m. print. The reason that doing that is a lot of times that the pre-market levels that you see, like the pre-market lows and highs are never seen in the regular session. So when I am reviewing, it's starting with the 6 p.m. trading. And then when I talk about intraday, it means from 9.30 until 4.15. So just wanted to give you a little clarification on that, that what I'm talking about, starting with the 6 p.m. trading and, uh, you know, Triple D, that kind of, you know, translate into your trading. Your trading day doesn't end until 8 p.m. So yeah. a lot of the commentary and a lot of the stuff that you give is price action after the official closing of stocks. Yeah, I'm an overnight trader. I've, I moved to overnight years ago. So, you know, I moved from, I traded just during the day, intraday exclusively from when I started day trading with Bright Trading 1999 till about 2013. And then I realized I could make more money trading overnight sessions because we see the big moves. It was back, you know, this has been going on for like a couple of months. This has been going on for a decade where you have big moves overnight. The liquidity is lower. I moved to headline trading. Well, there's no headlines during the day. Very few. All the headlines come out after four o'clock. So just my style of trading moved to more of a news flow, news approach to overnight. And that's why, you know, I do trade the after hours and the pre-market sessions more. And I focus there. I don't trade from 11 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. It's too efficient. There's high frequency traders. I have it very, very efficient. So I don't trade those four hours in the middle of the day because it's too efficient. My bread and butter has always been the open. It continues to be the open. But by trading the pre-market after hours, I have a really good feel for where stocks want to be. So if a stock opens away from where it wants to be, I'll take that opportunity. And if it opens too high, I'm going to short it. If it opens too low, I'm going to buy it. And that's just, you know, it's classic Don Bright fair value trading, but with a spin. So, you know, I'm not just, you know, I've kind of used the pre-market and after hours pricing to get a feel for where the stock wants to be. And all of a sudden a stock opens way away from where it's been trading the entire pre-market. It's an opportunity. So all, the, all that kind of stuff goes into my trading. And that's why, you know, I've been fairly consistent here for, well, I've been fairly consistent most of my trading career, but it's just adjustments. You've got to always be making adjustments. If I was doing what I was doing 10 years ago, I would probably be out of business. In any business, you've got to continue to change. You've got to continue to adapt. You've got to continue to evolve. And, you know, that's trading in a nutshell. What you do today and what works today will likely not work tomorrow. Yeah, and that's exactly when we, you know, started talking about, you know, and starting pre-market prep and pre-market info was to take that. So I uh, just wanted to give you an explanation on that. A uh, couple different things to discuss. I guess the hot stock of the day yesterday was Zoom. And uh, Spencer, give us the report. It's kind of... It's kind of where it was when we were talking about on the show yesterday yep. around the 212, 213 area. It's had a, a little bit of price action since then. Yeah, it was a good report. The big question was how many of their new users actually pay them to use the service. And, and the numbers were better than people thought, which means it's pretty good. Uh, the Q1 adjusted EPS, 20 cents versus a nine cent estimate. Uh, sales of 328 million versus a 202 million dollar estimate. So they beat 
both the estimates for the uh, earnings and sales in their first quarter. Uh, they gave us some guidance that was uh, that was good. They gave us some Q2 and uh, fiscal year guidance for EPS and sales. Uh, gave a few stats with uh, with regard to how many of their users have more than 10 employees and. Uh, and, and that sort of thing. The biggest thing for Zoom is, is going to be controlling their costs because their costs obviously went up last quarter as they rely on, on the cloud and other technologies to run their business. So costs associated with their revenue went up uh, and the, they're going to have to manage that going forward. But overall, it was, it was a good report. This was one of, this was a blowout report. This, this absolutely, if the stock hadn't run 70 points into the report, <laughs> this would be up 50 bucks on this. This was a fabulous report. There was, the, and, and yeah, you know, it, the expectations, you have the bar, and Tim Seymour was saying this, and then you have the high bar. They blew away the super high bar. Like, the numbers were just phenomenal. So that's why the stock is actually still trading higher here. It wanted to go down. It was trading down last night. Analysts coming out this morning, multiple analysts giving it love as well. There's multiple upgrades, RBC Capital, DA Davidson, uh, Needham maintains its buy, but raises price target. Rosenblatt maintains its bot or neutral, but raises its price target. So just a phenomenal report. Again, this is just, you know, you look here though, and if you were buying calls and saying, you know, okay, I think this is going to continue to run. You're paying $15. I believe those, you know, like in the money, right at the money calls we're going for. Um, you're going to be disappointed here this morning. And the reason is that the stock had priced in so much perfection that it's actually not up much on a blowaway report. So it's all about expectations. Getting, straddle riders are getting toasted on this, right? Straddle riders are okay. The straddle buyers aren't doing very well. I mean, right, so. right, 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 right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's up five, but I think it was 30 points. Somebody <laughs> said, I didn't price it, but I just saw it go multiple times in my timeline. So I'm assuming it was correct. It was $30. So that's wrong. Let me know. I didn't go and look at it myself, but I figured these you know, Twitter traders know what they're talking about. And multiple people said it was 30 bucks. So it's, yeah, you're getting toasted on it. I mean, straddle rating has always been profitable um, to a certain extent. If you're right and right and right, it seems like they never want to go past that. Market makers, you know, obviously do that as well. I tried trading straddles a few times. I seem to pick on the wrong ones. So I've never, I was never, you know, really into options that much. I've always been an equities guy, but it's a big move. It's had a big move. So with that being said, it's up on this report. I don't know how to interpret this one. I'm it's not going to make one. It's a tough one. You would just think if they came in and they were okay, they were going to hit it. They blow it away. They still kind of hit it. But now it's getting analyst love. It's coming back. The numbers were really good. Yeah, just uh, to address a question from Mike King, he says he has an in-the-money option and how to look at it. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. When did you buy the option? When does it expire? But uh, one thing to look at is, you know, where the option is trading and what that would be for an exit point. Like if you have a 200 option and it's trading at, you know, 25 bucks, then, you know, the thing has to trade up to 225 to expiration to get your money. So a lot of factors are, when did you buy it? How much is it in the money and how close is it in the expiration? So you got to take those into account. Uh, looking at the, uh, the pre-market chart, they, they loved it initially right dennis they took it up to 22 oh, yeah. the bots knew that was a good report and they bought the hell out of it and bots, then, the, bot, the bot needs to reprogram for like run-ups and stuff though because i i thought about shorting it but i didn't have the guts because the numbers were really good <laughs> 
and then and then it looks like someone just stepped in here at about uh, five o'clock and decided that they they wanted out of the stock, right? And it was just a step down seller the whole way. The whole I mean, just just kept on selling red bars, and then it turned and it turned big at one ninety seven fifty six. And oh, is that yesterday's low? Yesterday's low one ninety seven thirty two. So. They got it to yesterday's low, and then the bulls just reemerged here. I don't like looking at this fifteen-minute chart here. It doesn't look like it wants to go down yet. You just have you know step-up buyers here now, and I don't know if you're going to see that pre-market high, but good report right now. It looks very strong. It's holding on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be short it. I'll nope. say that I would not want to be short this stock. I wanted to be short it last night. I mean, it was two twenty-five for a few minutes, and I gave myself. A, I'm like, this is a really good report. It came back down. The dip was to be bought. I, I don't know how they're going to do this. This, this, the, the, the two, you know, factors here. Are the report's really good, which is going to push it higher. But it ran up so much into the report. The expectations were really yep. high. What, which, who's going to win? Right now, it's still a little bit of a battle here. It's been a battleground the entire after-hour session pre-market. Right now, the bulls are winning a little bit, but not a lot. The sky, sky, you know, it's all sky up above here. Obviously, you know, you go to yesterday's high and you're trading above that right now, yep. or just at it. So I'd be scared to be short it, but I cannot bring myself to buy it. So this, <laughs> is, this is high risk stuff. I don't like high risk. I trade somewhat high risk sometimes where I can control it. I don't know how to control the risk in this. I don't have a level. I go down to yesterday's low. I'm going to lose 14 points on it. I can't control the risk, so I'm not going to trade it. Uh, I would just say, you know, let's take a step back, you know, from today and trying to nail the high and the low and everything. And just look at this close from yesterday at 208.08, high close, you know, the all-time closing high. So maybe just use that as a number over the next couple of days. If it continues to post, you know, new closing highs for the move, then, you know, that there's still buyers out there. Big buyers or, you know, whether it's institutions or small buyers, good volume is going to have a record, probably a record volume day today. So just keep an eye, you know, don't worry about the highs and the lows so much, even though that 197 looks awful juicy because 197.32 was a low yesterday. And then they walked it down there in the pre-market session. Actually, they got to 197.40 and it gave you a chance to get it down there as well. So Really like it above that, but uh, most important all will be that closing price from today at 20808, and we'll see where we end up today. Let's talk about its brother-in-law work, W-O-R-K, yep. because that is going to move around with Zoom as well. Again, this has had a big run-up into the report. I expect that they are going to blow it away. It was a great buy down in the low 30s. It's runaways here now, so now it becomes more of a coin flip territory. How good do they blow it away? If they beat the high, high bar, the stock could continue higher. We'll have to watch. So, Zoom so is it fair? Is it fair to say that Slack's bar is now higher because Zoom's report was was good? Uh I don't know if I would. Yeah, but I think I think it's going to beat it too. When did, when is it? Thursday night? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, Thursday after the close. Thursday after the close. So you got today and tomorrow to to watch what happens. Let's watch what happens with Zoom. If Zoom start, you know, this is going. Work is going to follow Zoom to a certain extent here today. Um, work was trading down last night when Zoom was trading down. And Zoom has obviously come back. Work, you know, maybe it trades up regardless because it's got the earnings report and people like to buy things ahead of the earnings report. But keep an eye on Zoom. If you are trading work as a day trade, work is going to be dependent a little bit on Zoom. If Zoom all of a sudden starts to roll over, 
you'll watch work roll over too. These two are related right now because the, the, the work traders want to see how, you know, they're reacting to blowout earnings. If they buy the hell out of the Zoom today, work will be significantly higher as well. So keep an eye on Zoom if you're trading work. All right, we just got some ADP May payrolls down 2.76 million. I, I think all these numbers are really just numbers. They don't mean anything. S&P's just blasted to a, a new high, 30.96. I mean, what is it going to – the jobs number on Friday? I mean, if it's bad, they'll buy it. If it's good, they'll, they'll buy, buy it. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, If it's um, bad, well, it's going to get better from here, so they'll buy it. If it's good, they're probably going to buy it. It, it. The one thing to tell you – just to be cautious is the risk will happen. You know, Doug Castle says the risk happens fast. It will come off quickly when it comes off. So you got to be like ready on your sell buttons because when you see us, you know, start to roll over and it will happen somewhere in here, it will roll over very quickly because the long trade is crowded right now. It is very crowded. People are like stocks will never go down again. I have to buy That's It's a crowded trade to be long here right now, but you can ride the crowded trade for a little bit. I've been riding it from a swing trading perspective right now. So you gotta be careful though, and you gotta be able to get out quickly if it goes to turn. Um, I do believe that we could hit all time highs. I fully believe that. I've been saying it for the last week and a half. I'm still on the bull train for that reason, even though my long-term invest portfolio is light because it doesn't make any fundamental sense. Um, you know what I tweeted out yesterday and what I was talking about on the show is I invest on fundamentals. I invest on, you know, use a little valuation spin, but I look at the overall picture to determine how I want to be invested. I trade on momentum. So this is the momentum is clearly still higher. The bulls are in complete control. If you are short this market right now, you are not reading what has been happening here for the last month. So there's been a lot of opportunities, lots of dips to buy. Those have all been opportunities. Uh, another good report from a cloud company. Uh, let's take a look at uh, CrowdStrike. Yeah, this was good. They beat the expectations on pretty much every number that they gave last night. So the EPS beat two cents versus six cent loss estimate. Sales beat 178 million versus 165 million. Uh, they gave guidance for the quarter and for the year, uh, and those numbers beat also for the EPS and sales. So everything beat last night for CrowdStrike. Good numbers. It dipped a little bit. It ripped a little bit on the number, then it dipped back down, and they just not much, yeah, right away. Right away, they bought it. it was like $98, $99 and dip back down to settlement, I believe, around $92, $93, and they're all over it. So they want these stocks. They love these stocks. It's over $100 here now. It hasn't run like some of the other plays out there that have really run here. So I'd be really careful if I was short this. I, 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 would, I would not be short this stock. Yeah, I got right to boost off the uh, Z, uh, Z scaler, right? And then they come in with their own good report on top of that. Uh, one Look at the Z scaler move. Yeah, exactly. You think, oh, it's opening up 10 bucks. How high can it go? And it's up another 20 in two days, 25 in two days. Scary to be short stocks making all-time highs. Write that down. Don't short stocks making well, – actually, I'm sorry. CrowdStrike is not quite an all-time high. We were back in August. We got up to 101.88. So we're 40 cents away. Okay. I don't want to be short any stock that's approaching all-time highs or making all-time highs. You are fighting the tape. Uh, let's see. That was the only number I was going to give. You're right. Uh, back in August, it's hit 101.88. Big number. Like he, yep. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, if uh, maybe there was a seller at 102 back then in August, but uh, who knows now? But just a uh, strong, strong pre-market chart. Really, that's the only thing we can give you is uh, 
that all-time high, which surely will be tested today at 101.88. And uh, if you really want to short this, just take a look at, uh, like Dennis mentioned, that Zscaler chart and uh, may give you a little bit of a second thought. I'm scared to short anything. You know, like I, I retweeted my buddy Cinny there, and he's like, you know, and he trades with Bright, and same thing. It's like, I'll short, I, I'm short stocks in my day trading portfolio when they're hedged, but I don't even flat out short anything. I don't be net short ever. Not right now. I will eventually. And when it goes to turn, I will be all over it. But right now this tape just fighting and higher, fighting and higher. So you got to be ready and I can turn on a dime. And you know, a lot of times, you know, so I say, follow me on Twitter because a lot of times when I change my sentiment intraday, I usually tweet it out because, you know, I know people listen to the show. They like the sentiment, you know, what I'm feeling. Um, and you know, if all of a sudden at 10 o'clock, I was like, Oh man, like I'd like that day, <laughs> the banks that they bought them all, I tweeted it out ahead of time. And I'm like, I feel like it's going to be upside capitulation today. And it was, and the banks went down for, you know, three or four days after that. And they've started to obviously come back, but you've just got to look at these setups and it can change in a hurry. Um, Doug Cass is the same thing. He changes and flips all the time. You've got to, as a trader, you have to be able to change your opinion very quickly. Right now, bulls in control, but that could change. So there's a lot of the reasons out there. Could be a headline, could be anything. But, you know, the, the bears will have their day again. But right now, I can't see when it's going to happen. Hey, while we're here, can we look at Cloudera? They report after the close today. and they're Upgraded today. Oh, Here's I, didn't another. See, I didn't see that, but they are due to report today. Here's another reason for so much, you know, love, too. Think about the analysts. Think about how many analysts, you know, Hello. have just been given love to everything. Do you see? You don't see a hell of a lot of holy cow! It's the biggest buyer. Look, look, can you show? Can you show the buyer right now on Cloudera? I mean, show going, the, the level two. Two 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 hundred thousand in in the pre market on Cloudera to buy at eleven ninety. I never. I, I I don't know. That's one of the biggest, but, but that's a lot of money. Somebody's buying. <laughs> somebody's buying like two point five million. Here's a here's an order to buy $2.5 million worth of stock on Cloudera. I, I, I am, I, that's one of the biggest orders you see. If that order was on Apple or Microsoft, that's a big order. On Cloudera? 200,000? They got 200,000. Are they it showing well. it? Are they oh, getting... they're showing it. 1190 bid, 200,000 on Erica right now. Holy mackerel, somebody. It's <laughs> a big order. I don't know if that's <laughs> somebody screwed up or something, but you know, 200,000 times 10, that's 2.3, million, $2.4 million order right there. Wow, that's a big order. Uh, I oh, forget what I was saying. Wait, I just my, was my talking bad. about Cloudera. I brought it up, and I was like, "Wow, that's a big wait, order." That was that was actually my order. I'll take that off. <laughs> Spencer, you put too many zeros on that. Two hundred. <laughs> I want to buy two hundred shares, and I accidentally bought two hundred thousand shares. Hopefully, you know your, your yeah, program has a has a has a trigger for that. When I put too many zeros on something, it'll pop up and say. Do you really? This is over your, you know, amount, you know, your that you want to do. Do you really want to do this? It's like, oh no, no, no! I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I better make sure it's not your order because yeah, uh, we can harken back to when uh, you were running that rebalancing and you never turned your system off and you kept on getting new positions I and you're know. like, who is buying this thing? And it was I you. Know. Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was an algo, and that's you know back when I was doing a lot of algorithmic trading back in two thousand. Oh man, what year was that? Two thousand and ten, maybe. Is when you went to Europe? Years ago, yeah, but I went to Europe a few times. I think two thousand ten, I had a uh, an algorithmic market making system that was playing them closing imbalances on the Russell, and I had it running, and I bought a pile of stocks. I bought like <laughs> my my system bought like two hundred stocks in like two seconds. 
and <laughs> then it's like oh it's too many i'm like i'm like feeling like you know and i can handle it like my account can handle it but it's, so it's not like i was you know I'm, I'm you know i'm over you know what i what i can afford but i'm like this is just too much 200 stocks is too much for me to handle so you know i'm trying to get out of them and then i'm like i thought i just sold that stock i'm like why do i own it again i was trying to you know to get out of because i was going to europe i wanted to be flat i had 15 minutes to try to get rid of these 200 stocks that I just bought because I wanted to be flat. And no way, you know, that you can, you know, get out of all this stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm looking, I thought I just sold this. And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh my goodness, I minimized the system. I didn't shut it off. So it's still buying stocks. So I'm selling stocks and then it's buying other stocks. So anyways, if you run, here's a good tip for you. If you run algorithmic <laughs> programming, algorithmic programming, and you do any type of algorithmic trading, don't put a minimize button on your program. This is stuff, you know, that I had written and created on my own. It's my own, you know, system. And I minimized the software. And meanwhile, you know, it was running in the background. And I didn't know it was running in the background. So have it going on off, but it wants to be on your screen. Don't put a minimize button because it was running in the background. I mean, that's what Knight did wrong in 2012. Yeah, yeah. remember that? We they had the minimize on button on there. So anyways, you know, that's, that was a little bit, you know, scary. Um, I hedged myself overnight i got rid of like 100 stocks i was still at like 100 or something like that flew to europe i i had hedged myself overnight i just said look you know i gotta hedge out the market risk so you know did a bunch of spy short against it which was a lot of spy and uh i, I traded out from england on, on the monday morning so, so it worked out okay i ended up losing a little bit of money but i was okay but it could have been a lot worse oh, yeah, uh, it could have been a lot worse let's talk boeing here and then we're going to do Cheesecake Factory for, uh, for Nick. So let's do, let's do the Boeing, getting some activist interest. This is from uh, th uh, Third Point, Dan Loeb's fund. And they reportedly have a new stake, and then Boeing was one of their big winners. Is that confirmed? Uh, according, according to Bloomberg. Bloomberg, Bloomberg said that, that, uh, that Boeing was a big winner for Dan Loeb in May. You think about the money managers, and you think about – well, they're going to be looking at stuff and are they going to be chasing, you know, the stocks that have went up two, 300%? Probably not. They're probably looking like I am. What hasn't gone yet? So, you know, what, ha what is still sitting near the lows that I could potentially jump into there? And you look at a Boeing, we talked about this and, you know, we were talking about it back when it was 135 on the show two weeks ago. Yep, and saying, you set up Look, a nice the market sentiment has turned towards some of these laggards. This is a stock that's not far off the lows. This could go. And here it is. It's up 20 points since then. And, and, you know, maybe Dan Loeb is looking at the same thing. You're looking at stocks near the lows. Stock did not make a new low on the move. So from a technical basis, it looked somewhat safe. Obviously, there's headline risk, but we know even the headlines when they were negative, they were still finding reasons to buy them. So um, I'm not surprised, you know, some of the money managers are picking on some of these laggards. The laggard trade has turned to the leader trade. And if we look every single day, it's not Facebook. Look at this morning. Look at Fang, Facebook, down a buck. Obviously, this you know the concerns with the Trump stuff and the virtual walkouts there. But you know, look at Fang, Amazon trading up, but not even up as much as the market, 0.27 percent. Netflix trading in the red. It's down 11 cents. Stay at home, you know, so it's come out of favor here a little bit. Google negative headline. Google's trading in the red here today too. You're not being led by Fang here anymore. You're being led by Citigroup, 2.3 percent, 8 percent. It's up. J.P. Morgan up significantly. You're being led by the airlines again. LUV up 1.7%. American Airlines up 2.23%. So, you know, the laggards have turned to the leaders, and the leaders are somewhat lagging now. So it's turned. It'll turn again, but right now the rotation is all about jumping into those former laggards that are now leaders. Uh, this Boeing chart looks sleepy. 
All right. You know, I mean, I know the ranges are much bigger because of the, you know, the, the, the fall that it had, but it just looks like it's just been in a trading range, maybe a big trading range. But right now on the dailies, I mean, we're trading near the highs of the pre-market session, but on the dailies, you have nothing to 164.80, right? So that's eight bucks of potential upside. And then the high, when they got a little bit silly in this, when, uh, you know, how like we had that real hard bounce in March, you know, at first after the low, it got to 172.92 and then 186.48. So there's a couple levels in here. Not much daily resistance here uh, in, in Boeing. And you got some good news, you know, going its way. So even on the monthlies, it's just, it looks like it's banging up against the roof here. Your uh, April high was 164.80. So wouldn't want to be short this one. No, hey, no. hey, did you know, did you know that, uh, of everybody required to sub, to file 13F last quarter, so that's everyone with a hundred million dollars in assets or more. Um, Boeing was the stock was Boeing was uh, exited entirely. What was the stock that mo the most number of hedge funds sold out of entirely last quarter? Boeing was sold the stock. they sold the bottom. Yeah, Boeing was the stock that the greatest number of hedge funds exited that, out of their position entirely. Sometimes that the smart is, money is the dumb money. Yep. That is what happened a lot with the market is that, you know, a lot of, you know, thinkers, you know, sold on the way down, right? It's like, oh, we got to get out of this, right? We're, this, these markets are in trouble. And then when it turned around, the machines just bought it back up and they didn't just didn't have enough time to redeploy. So I think that's a classic example. You, you know, your big sellers on the way down, institutions and some traders, and then, way back up, you just kind of blinking and now they're redeploy they're having to redeploy into a rising market as opposed to a falling market, which is much, much more difficult. Uh, I mean Warren Buffett on the airlines. Yep. He, he, he we don't know where he sold yet. It hasn't been fully disclosed. We know where he sold like part of the position, but we don't know where he sold all out. He just said it. It hasn't come out obviously, you know, in the filing yet because it's not forty five days later. Um, but you look at this and you think Phew. He, he, he might have sold the bottom. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it, not, not everybody, even, the, you know, the, one of the smartest money managers, probably the smartest money manager in the world ever, Warren Buffett, maybe got this one wrong, at least in the short term. And he didn't. And, uh, you know, usually he does big purchases at times like that. And I mean, I know he did buy some things, but Kroger, he picked up. I know there was a little bit along the ways, but I think that that was a cue. A lot of people were, you know, waiting to happen you know is uh, like signs are like hey everything's okay like when he bought goldman and he bought ge during the financial crisis and then a little bit after that he bought bank of america uh you didn't see that i think that's what one thing a lot of investors were waiting for uh let's do uh nick has been real patient and he wants us to cover campbell's soup we cover a lot of yeah. stocks and we cover we do talk about campbell's soup maybe no one else does but spencer give us the report Second, pulling it up on my pro. There we go. Okay, Q3 adjusted EPS 83 cents versus a 71 cent estimate sales of 2.24 versus $2.17 billion. So they beat on the top and the bottom line in the third quarter. Uh, they also raised their guidance, their EPS guidance for the year. They raised it uh, pretty significantly by about 32 cents on the low end of the range. The previous low end of the range was $2.55 per share. Uh, now it is two dollars eighty-seven cents 
per share. So a guidance raise, an EPS guidance raise, and a beat on the top and bottom lines in the quarter. Report was fine. I don't think they're going to blast this off. This is still risk on market right now. It's a defensive stock. It's had a nice run into the report here. Very it's up nice a little run. bit. Yep. I, I, I can't get excited about this, even though it was a good report. Uh, it just get, it gave you a look at 54 real quickly. You had to be out there. It hit 54 on the headline number. Wow. And then just look at the dailies there. You got a couple highs at 53.87, 53.92. You've backed off from that. So I like, I like the 54 for today. And I also like it long term as well. That'd be a you know a big move to bust above that and make a run at fifty six. But it's got a buck thirty to go. I don't know if there's any size in the book there, but keeping an eye on fifty four on the downside, you don't want to see it red after having that kind of run up into the uh, into the print. Well, we were like forty six ninety three was your low last week. Just as long as it stays above 52, 52.01 was a closing price, then I still like the trend higher. Would not like to see it go red on the day after being that green. All right. It is 8.36. Let's bring on today's Time guest. Time flies when you're having fun. What can I say? Let's bring on today's guest, Bill Santiago. He is a trader <laughs> and a comedian. Bill? He's got the mask on, of course. Good morning. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> let me see if I can. In your closet? Here. Let me, let me, let me unmute him. I'm having an issue with the Zoom. We're trying to unmute Bill. We're trying to unmute Bill. We can't hear you yet, Bill. We're trying to unmute you. I'm not sure why, Bill. Maybe unmute the, yourself. Oh, there there we he go. is. Can you hear me now? We got you. Are you oh, in your closet? Where are you? Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's called my office, but you can go to the closet if you want. <laughs> He's bunkered down with a mask on. I'm ready, ready for go. World War Three. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm a little tired. I was out looting last night, you know, <laughs> oh, no. trying to try to show some support, show the kids <laughs> oh, they can no. be a part of the problem. They don't have to be a part of the solution. Other than that, I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're here. We're doing. We're doing okay. Oh, what took you so long? I, I've been waiting for you guys to call me. It's That's been Joel's months. fault. You go, you always forget about me during an apocalypse. Why, why is that? You make me feel. You make Did, me feel very non-essential. Talk, talk about – well, talk about the last – how's the last two, three months been for Bill Santiago? Yeah. I haven't had a haircut in two or three months. Can you tell? <laughs> Look at good. this. That's how it's been. That's, <laughs> that's, how, that's, how, that's how it's been. I'm, I'm enjoying this market, though, man. FOMO sapiens all the way! <laughs> FOMO sapiens, right? That's a FOMO sapiens. I like that. We're going to that. NASDAQ all-time highs! No, but I'm like, sapiens. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like Dennis though. I'm still waiing for a retest of the December 24th lows in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting that. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile the, the market keeps climbing. You know, this uh, is not even a wall of worry. It's a Mount Everest of worry, a wailing wall of anarchy, a Niagara Falls of caca, and there's no stopping it. <laughs> But I, so, I just want to be clear. I, I state my position. I know you. I know you guys are going to ask. I'm going to front run the question. Okay. This sure. is not. I repeat, not a V-shaped recovery. It's not a V. V is, is off. V is off the table. No matter how high it goes, it's not an L. It's not an LGBTQ XYZ. This is clearly 
an FU-shaped recovery. <laughs> Any way you it, look at the charts sure. are screaming FU, even the cruise ship stocks. Did you guys buy any cruise ships? No. Oh, man, you missed, not, you? Not yet. you missed it. Not yet. Have you been able to buy it? You missed it. I, I sold everything I missed the boat. This thing, Mark Shaken told me it was not too late to sell everything and go into cash 100%. You know, I like to follow advice of the experts, so no, I didn't buy anything. But even the cruise ship stocks. Everything. Everything's even the cruise ship stocks, they're soaring. But you know why? I bet you guys don't even know why, because all, all you do is read the technicals. You don't, you don't go into the fundamentals like I do. I do my research, okay? Okay. Tell us about your research, Bill. The, the cruise ship stocks are soaring because they changed all the names of the ships, and the market is loving that. What's the names of the ships? I'm glad you asked. I'm, glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, scared. PG show. Incredible, incredible, incredible marketing strategy. These guys are thinking. They're ahead of the curve. Okay, here's, here's just a sampling of some of the new cruise ship names, like uh, Infectious Disease of the Seas. Uh, <laughs> oh, Princess, that one rolls off the tongue. Wind Spirit. ICU of the Ocean Blue, <laughs> Corona Queen, <laughs> the Cuomo Clipper. Yeah, that one's not bad. <laughs> the SS Trumptanic, <laughs> and the Fauci Fun Boat. <laughs> the Fauci Fun Boat. This is <laughs> this is good stuff. I mean, you. You you can't stop no, nothing 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 makes sense. This market has zero tolerance for anything that makes sense. Disney is up. You can't get in. They've got cruise ships. They got movies. They got sports. They got no dividend. They got but, no dividend. But it's a good stock. It's <laughs> but you have to understand why. Why does it keep going up? Why? Because the market itself is the magic kingdom now. <laughs> As long as Pal keeps sprinkling the pixie dust, it doesn't matter if Mickey's goofy. It's going to keep going up. <laughs> what about Boeing? I know Dennis is a big fan of Boeing. Did you hold on to it? No. Ah, I, I wish I was in. I talked about buying it. I, I actually never bought it, I don't think. <laughs> I daytrade right, it. I didn't buy it. You're a Boeing fan. But, well, if you didn't, it's a mistake because it's, it's following the Disney paradigm. They... Uh, Taking the lead from Disney, Boeing now is going to open up a theme park just like Disney, but the only ride is the 737 Max. Oh man, <laughs> come on! Come I on. knew that was coming. The plane, come on! The plane, the plane, the plane. It's only one plane. It gets pulled around by Clydesdales, and that'll be <laughs> the only way you can fly it for the next ten years. <laughs> but it doesn't thought. matter. The stock's going to all-time highs because the market is a forward-looking delusional discounting mechanism delusional i like that word yeah with all that liquidity who needs dried powder <laughs> what about on the way down bill did you oh, on the way down i like i like to wait to the very bottom so i can lock in my losses i don't, I don't sell on the way down i wait <laughs> <laughs> i wait till the rsi is down there around one and then i go okay this is it this is it now it's time to just get into cash but you know what? But these are crazy times. I mean, you can't make any sense. I hear you guys struggling to make sense every day. You cannot. Look at what's happening across the spectrum of news. Elon Musk is putting men back on the moon while most of Trump's base are still flat earthers. <laughs> 
Who says wow. this country doesn't embrace diversity? <laughs> what well, do you uh, think of Elon Musk? I mean, are you guys, oh, I love Elon. I love Elon. I, 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 I get, I get, uh, I get, I get into him. He reminds me of Tony Stark. The guy, the stuff he can do is incredible. I mean, people have a love, or there's nobody in the middle. You like Elon Musk or you don't like Elon Musk. There's no like, I don't have an opinion on Elon. Well, you got to do, all you got to do is see him land one of those rockets on a boat. And you're like, how the hell? On did a he platform that? that's like does, four feet by whatever, four feet. Whatever he does. I mean that that's science fiction. Elon Musk is science fiction. That's crazy. It. It, have you ever seen a picture of him when he was young? No. Oh man, he's come a long way. Even that. That's <laughs> he's more, come a long way. That's that's more impressive. That's more impressive than the landing he sticks on those on those ships. Let me tell you. What about <laughs> some of these? What about some of these uh, COVID plays like Zoom and Slack? I'm and- not past that. I'm into the race riot rally. Here's what I don't understand. How is it that of all the countries in the world, we're the only one having post-pandemic race riots? This hasn't happened in any other country. We're making the whole rest of the world like, look like they handled the, uh, the pandemic perfectly. Even Italy is like, wow, get it together, USA. It's just the pandemic. How are you falling apart over this? You know, I'm, I'm taking uh, the coronas more seriously now. I wasn't at first because... Uh, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, hitting at home. And I, 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 I wasn't really taking the riot seriously either until I found that Tom Hanks was looting. And then I thought, uh-oh, this is, this is serious. No, but Bill, Bill, in all seriousness, you're in New York, right? So how, yeah. how has it been for you just this entire situation in these past few weeks? I'm on lockdown. I'm going bonkers. I'm doing homeschooling. I just learned how to do long division again. And tomorrow we're doing obtuse angles. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> Acute and obtuse. <laughs> we're all we're all locked in. We can't go anywhere. They'll be knocking on the door in like thirty seconds. We got a very narrow window of opportunity to finish. <laughs> He's living in his closet. <laughs> you know, I tell you, how I'm keeping saying, well, who has that, Spencer? I can't yeah. see Spencer. I just see his name up there. All right, but I'm I'm gonna address his question. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right here. I'm right here. Okay. You know, I mean, you got to stay in shape. That's what keeps you sane. I don't have a Peloton. I can't afford a Peloton, but I do have a pogo stick. And it's just as good as a Peloton. It's, it's actually better because the downstairs, the pogo down, the downstairs neighbors, they get in on the action. And it's not just me alone. We've got four pogo sticks, and we all like to do some uh, pogo in the morning together. And the downstairs neighbors, they, they love it. They can't get Who it makes the pogo sticks? I don't know, but Peloton should put out its own version. Yeah, there's the a Peloton good idea pogo, right the there. The pogo. Yeah, and we could even – let's see if the symbol's there. P-O-G-O. We could. We even got the stock symbol. Probably some oh fun. no! Somebody's proposed. Somebody already it locked be, it, it up. Could be Hasbro. Could be the Pogo. What, stick. Do, what do you think about the restaurant stocks? A lot of them are coming back online. Chipotle all the way. That's it. I, I have a. I have. I have a connection in. Uh, in Chicago, they would tell me all about the lines on uh, Chipotle. That's that. That's the way to do it. But I'm really into losing money, so I. Uh, Is there <laughs> lines at the Chipotle's? Because I've got a buddy. That's over and just outside Chicago. And he says his Chipotle's are dead when he looks at him. He's went there a few no, times. No, they're doing like, catering. They're, they're, catering. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, there's not like lines of people standing to eat inside the store. It's all takeout. It's all catering. Yeah. Any function, it's all Chipotle all the way. That's why, that, that's why they're soaring. They're doing, they're, they can't keep up with the business. I, I would just say that yesterday I, I had a whole adventure at the, at the DMV or our version of the DMV. And on my way back, I stopped uh, to get some fast food because I haven't had fast food in months because I haven't gone out. And by the time I was done, I drove out and the, the drive through line was out onto like 
the, the, the highway, basically, wrapped around the building. Is that what? What Chipotle? No, this is uh, what, what the hell? Uh, Popeyes. I don't know. Uh, oh, I tried the. Uh, 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 Popeyes. I, I, I tried the spicy chicken sandwich. My 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 Popeyes trade didn't quite work uh, last quarter when they had that sandwich. Everyone was going nuts or uh, end of the year. But I finally had that sandwich, and it was, it was pretty good. But anyway, the line. By the way, space is down ten percent too. I I, I followed oh. you one day late on that, and I, I I, I gotta get <laughs> it on the space. Yeah, you know. I gotta, uh, get a, I gotta get a a Jason Resnick place. But those things come quick. The second it comes out of his mouth, it's up seventy percent. You miss it. You know, you gotta, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have your hand on the on the trigger when when he's talking. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Space actually had an offering. I meant to discuss that. They had announced an offering yesterday. How bad? How, how bad? How, how bad was the corona in Detroit? Uh, it was pretty bad. Not quite as bad as where you were, but it was. It was. It was Everyone had bad. it here. It's great. My mother. My mother had uh, corona. In all did seriousness, she, did she really? Yeah, yeah. She survived. She thank God. Is she okay? Yeah, she's great. Thank. She's great. She's great. Thank God. It was touch and go there, but th- thank. She's alive. Thanks to chloroquine. I'm not making it up. That is, is that, uh, we don't know that's a joker. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't that that tell what's I know, I know. I knew you, <laughs> would, I knew you wouldn't know, so I have the proof right here. I got the chloroquine right here. Can you see that? Yeah. It does. He's got wow, it right yeah. there. You're going yeah, so to you get some people if you guys, if you guys need, If you guys need some, I can, I can hook you up, okay? And uh, here's, here's the funny thing about that, okay? The doctor recommended chloroquine right away. He didn't, he didn't buy into any of the hype. He said, look, I'm giving it to everybody, and they are surviving. I think this is why you just got to give it earlier. And I told my friends, hey, my mother, my mother is alive, thanks to chloroquine. And they were all upset. How could I let my mother be saved by the Trump drug? They would rather my mother not be alive than Trump be right, was the bottom line. So you think he's right on this? I don't know if he's right. I know my mother's alive. If, if he's not right, my mother survived uh, corona and chloroquine. <laughs> there you go. She's a survivor. So way. Either way, I'm 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 fine. How much? How much time did she have to go to the hospital? Was she pretty sick? Yes, she was. Yes, yes. It's it's horrible. At first, you go, and unless you're like at at Ned's door, they send you back to die a little more at home, and then you go to the ER. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, that's. And then and then you know, uh, and and then you wait to see. You can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere near the other place. Luckily, my brother came up from Florida. And he went and stayed with her. Otherwise, you know, she she would not have been able to handle it. Yeah, it's, it's Jeez, bad. That's, that's neighbors, terrible. our street, our street is emptied out because all our neighbors are are gone. Where'd they, they went, go? They went to the Hamptons in the country. They died from Corona. All of all really? of the old people. All of oh the old people, All of the old people who you know populate all of the uh, the park benches outside our building. You know, there's not that many people on the benches now they've, they've been Jeez, thinned that's out terrible that's horrible it's true yeah. what about one more sector bill before we let you go uh you i don't want to end it on that note no, no, okay. i know we're all depressed now here no the, <laughs> I'm the, gonna cannab- it back. <laughs> the cannabis sector are you looking at anything in like acb or uh or uh canopy growth or have you been adding no, no i leave i i i i i leave at the spencer i you know i, I don't get it i don't <laughs> cut it on his territory i know i know <laughs> I know he's really into that. He gets very excited what? about it. Why does everyone want to see that? I don't, I don't know why everyone wants to see that. Because it's just, it's just in a one-hour discussion on it. I, I, you know, I, I go, I go through. I listen to all of you guys. I hear about, uh, uh, you know, Joel's family breaking windows all over the town. <laughs> all right, Bill. Wait, you said, you said, you said wait, yeah. wait. 
I just want to ask Joe, Joe, Joe you mentioned in one, one of your podcasts that your mother-in-law broke, is no longer allowed to go to Planet Fitness because she, she, she caused some structural damage to the last gym that she went to, and then she sued. And then that your, your, was it your, your sister also broke some glass? I mean, that's you are You follow the show a little bit too closely, Bill. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, it wasn't Planet Fitness. This was uh, pre pre uh, pandemic. That's because I care. While you people are ignoring me, I'm I'm listening. Okay. Yes, yes. The the Planet Fitness was probably four or five years ago. My mother in law and my sister. That was probably well. Uh, that was probably. 45, 50 years ago. I just have one hell of a memory. But uh, you de- you got those, Bill. And thank- hey, did, you guys, did, you, did any of you guys get in on the Luckin trade? That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm like a reverse Jason Resnick on Luckin. It's, oh it was Were you in it? Oh, all the way down. Oh, Why no, 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 Bill. When you can sell it to zero. <laughs> least, yeah, you got a write-off for yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> Tax write-off. <laughs> Bill Santiago, he's a trader. He's also a comedian. You can find him on he's Twitter. He's the best. He, he is funny. You can find him on Twitter at, what's your Twitter handle, Bill? Uh, Santiago. Yeah, yeah, you can't to... find me. I, I don't want to be found. You can't. It's impossible to find me. I, I, I don't have time. I, okay. I, I, I got I to I tidy up my closet here. All right. <laughs> Bill Santiago comedy. Uh, no, Bill Santiago. Just add Bill Santiago. That's your Twitter. All right, Bill. As always, a pleasure. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you again. Real soon. Real soon. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks, Bill. Always nice to get some uh, some some jokes and uh, some lively commentary. Wow. If only to make us I'm feel I'm exhausted little... after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need so a like nap. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> you get on edge, too. You're like, uh, keep it on side. Keep it on side. He started a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to go in there, but it was a good. The he Boeing, was, he, always... he, did, he made some Boeing cracks before. But, uh, no, I love uh, – Love listening to him. Love his perspective on the market. So we're going to have to get him back. I see that the chat is just buzzing here. So, uh, Bill, if you're still listening and you ever get out to do another show, um, I think you're going to get some people out there because you're very, very entertaining. Uh, Let's keep it up. Market just hanging up here at the highs of the pre-market session. Dennis, did you see any – must be just littered with buying balances. It is, but I tell you – We've got rotation happening here again. Look at the S&Ps trading up, you know, 0.6%. IWM blasting off, leading the way the small caps again. The laggard trade, 1.35%. And look at what is, you know, in the dust here. The Qs barely holding green here. So you're seeing the techs roll over here this morning. I know Apple's trading higher. We already looked at Fang, though. Facebook's now down a buck and a half. Amazon has started to leak and has now went into the red. Netflix is down and Google is down. So the entire fang is down on another update here. Um, jumping over and just looking at other tech stocks too, same story. We're seeing some weakness in what was your leaders are becoming your laggards. AMD trading down again here. NVIDIA is trying to go red here right now. So um, just because you see the market going higher doesn't mean everything's going higher. There's definitely a laggard tray trade happening for the tax here right now. Yeah, good rotation. I see Zoom uh, coming off a little bit, still up a buck forty-four. That just making a little bit more relevance to yesterday's high. So uh, we have peeled off, still up a buck forty-four. So I'll throw that close in there at two hundred eight oh eight two. Yeah, two hundred eight oh eight, and then 
Now see if we make a run at yesterday's high. Uh, I mean, the way that seller came in during the pre-market uh, or the after hours yesterday, I mean, there has to be more than one person that's, you know, long a lot of stock. So we'll see if you come in. But uh, definitely a reversal here with uh, about uh, 35 minutes to go before the, the opening. S&P is just inching up here towards that 310250. Uh, that was your March 5th high. Did uh, we want to talk about Goose that uh, that had some earnings, straightening up a buck 13? Yeah, we can. Canada some love here. Canada love. Okay, Canada Goose, give you their numbers here, reporting earnings uh, this morning, and they gave a, what did they give? A Q4 adjusted EPS of $0.12 cent loss, sales of $140.9 million, that's Canadian. Um, they said that the negative effects of COVID will be more pronounced uh, in, in this quarter's report, um, obviously most people are the same way. Uh, fiscal year uh, adjusted EPS guidance, they gave a buck 32 and sales guidance for the year at $958 million. So uh, let me see if I can get some estimates for you real fast. Just a dash for trash, Dennis? I don't know. I mean, those heavy, heavy. Oh, yeah. Heavy. They're winter coats that are too heavy to wear. It, it, it's a retail play. Retail has come back in the favor here. Um, okay. There's no doubt about it the last little bit. So I'm not surprised. I mean, you can look here and Express had an absolute disaster. We'll come back to Goose here in a second. But EXPR, just an epic disaster of a report. It's not trading down much because it's at a buck 87 and people are like, well, we'll buy the trash. I mean, the, the, the Express report, they, they lost a dollar. This is Q1. I'll, re- I'll read you these numbers. I'll read you these numbers. Yeah, they, read them. They the they lost a buck fifty five per share last quarter. The estimate was that Q1, they won, which yeah. had you know a good you know two and a half months in there, a good two a normal two months. The estimate was that they would lose twenty eight cents. So they lost over a dollar per share more than the the analysts thought they would. Uh, and then revenue, two hundred ten million dollars. The estimate was at $323 million. So they missed estimates by over $100 million on the revenue. Uh, So dramatic misses on on the earnings and the revenue. And yeah, that was only just, that was was just the first quarter. That wasn't even. It wasn't the second quarter, which is going to be the bad one. This was going to be the okay one. It was a disaster. And decisive actions taken to maintain liquidity. You never want to see companies in their, reports talking about decisive actions taken to maintain liquidity that's telling you that they're they're doing everything they can to survive here right now i don't think it does i think xps and xpr i think you're going to see this one fall it's just my opinion i feel like this is one that was already teetering and i don't think it survives but with that being said i'm going to short it because you know, here it is disaster report they're talking about liquidity issues and you know yes they're taking some action to stop but of course you know when you're on your deathbed you're going to do whatever you can to try to survive but, I mean, here's a stock that's been a clear downtrend for a lot of years. I do believe eventually this is going to succumb. It's just my opinion. Um, you know, just looking even, and I don't follow the companies closely, but I know a mall-based retailer, and they've had difficulty even before COVID. So I think COVID has maybe pushed them over the ledge. But with that being said, it's holding up okay. So it's showing you that retail's back in favor because the stock's not down significantly. And uh, we were just talking about the goose uh, before we had that little segue there. It's trading up, not a lot of volume here, uh, but man, if you you know if you're looking for something that hasn't been bought, this is it. So keep an eye on the opening, and they could run this thing. I'm not sure what the short interest is either. 
Uh, definitely room. I mean, you're trading up here above your May 12th high. Maybe see what happens if you get a little bit more of a bump at 23.42, but uh, maybe a little bit of a short squeeze in this one. Uh, but uh, trading above your May 11th high, but not quite shy, shy of your May 8th high, 23.42. We'll see if, uh, if it, I don't know if I could buy it up here, but maybe if it comes down to the top of yesterday's range, what was that? 2187 or gets closer to 22 bucks uh, maybe got a little of a lower risk we, we haven't talked restaurants yet but cheesecake factory is up red robin is up they both announced that they're reopening their their locations dash for trash on these guys too cheesecake factory i was gonna buy this last night on this headline it's a good headline so and just read us the headline on cake here's a stock that still hang out somewhat near the lows and I, you say it was a good headline. I wouldn't quite call it a good headline. I guess it was like positive, but the, I mean, <laughs> they're re, they're reopening twenty five percent, or they've reopened twenty five percent of their restaurants. There was something else that too, I wouldn't though, call on, that good. Well, yeah, but there was something else in the business release that I saw, um, and you can look at the. I'm looking at it right now. It came out of four fifteen. All right. Approximately seven. Okay, so here's what I like: the reopened Cheesecake Factory restaurants have recaptured on average approximately seventy five percent of prior year sales levels, reflecting continued strength in off-premise sales and building dine-in business. So the stores okay, that they reopened no. I don't know. No, are, are coming, they're just reading no. from the press release, the yeah, stores no, that are reopened have got 75% of their prior year sales levels. That's a hell of a lot better than that's these good. Ubers and no, Lyfts that are still down 80%. But strength in off-premise sales, that's going to decline when, uh, when we go back to our regular programming in our regular lives either right? way so, i see a, a business that's at ground zero getting 75 percent of its sales and not saying overall because we know that the majority of the stores are still closed but the ones that are open seem to be doing pretty well i, I like this i like this headline i wouldn't want to be short the stock i don't know if i want to chase it i almost feel like chasing it um i was going to chase it last night i looked at it at 2180 i was going to buy up at 2170 or 2180 it's up another dollar from them so i'm kicking myself i like that headline I, I, think about Cheesecake Factory, though. This is a restaurant that was firing on all, you know, not firing on all cylinders, but was doing fine before COVID. You have a lot of restaurants in, in different businesses, retail businesses that weren't doing well, like Express was not doing well. And not that we're comparing, you know, a mall retailer to, you know, to, to a restaurant. But, you know, there's some that were doing well before COVID and some that weren't doing well. Cake was fine. It wasn't doing great, but it wasn't doing bad. Those businesses, you know, there's still lineups at the doors, you know, on a Friday night to go into those places. So the business model itself is still fine. It's just a matter of, you know, where COVID takes it from here. But again, 75% of their sales back at the existing stores, if that's true, and it's coming right from the company, sounds pretty good to me. Uh, it did get hit. It has a lot of room on the upside. Well, I'll say the same thing I say all the time. Portions are just way too big there. I, I like mean, big they're... portions. That's probably why I like Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I'm a big eater. I, I was at Cheesecake. The weight's going back up, too. I was at oh, what are you? What are you, 210? Yeah, approaching 210 again. I got to start doing something. Oh, a lot of, <laughs> what, what, lot. What, what were you doing at Cheesecake Factory? Back in March, you were at Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, and I, it was my first time there in like 10 years. But, was it good? Uh, it was fine. Uh, Dennis, I started running again. You got to join me on, on my runs. Are you on Strava? 
No, I'm on. I'm on the Nike app. Download Strava. Nike. It's fine. No, no, because I have my whole history going back like like eight years. On, on That's the Nike fine. App. It can just take it over, and Strava will take it over. Strava uh, can go along with your Nike app. Download Strava. I'll follow you on Strava. We'll start and trying to get each other. I, I, I don't want people seeing me. I, no, I don't. I don't well, need hide that. it. <laughs> okay. Oh, you don't want me to see you. <laughs> <laughs> you are people. All right. Uh, I'll wrap people. it up here. Thanks to our guest, Bill Santiago. Thanks to everyone in our chats. Don't forget to hit the like button on our YouTube videos. That tells you. YouTube that we exist and it helps us with their mysterious algorithms so like us on YouTube catch our replay of our show on uh, on YouTube or on our podcast please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice everyone have a great rest of your Wednesday Joel and I will be back at 3:40, and then all three of us will be back with you tomorrow morning have a good one Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc